Hey, it's Gene from the Assisted Living Network, and today we're going to talk about what to look for when you're choosing a home for assisted living for a parent, grandparent, I'm not going to say yourself because more than likely somebody else is helping you with that. But there's some really key points that you need to know before you even begin the process. One is price, location, but that's not the most important stuff. So let's just talk about it. You know what? It does cost a lot of money to live in assisted living. It's not free. The average cost in America today is $3,600 for assisted living in a private room. That's a lot, but that's average. And you do not want to live in average. You do not want to put mom and dad in average. So I'm going to suggest this four, five, six thousand dollars a month. That's a lot of money. Now I know that there's people living in those homes that didn't pay $5,000 for their first house let alone per month to live in an assisted living home where they have one bedroom and some shared space. So it costs a lot of money, I get it, but you do get what you pay for. So cost aside, the next piece is location. And one of the key points is you want to have a location that is convenient for you. You're the one who's going to come to visit. Mom is going to be there. Dad's going to be there. So how easy is it for you to get there, to go visit? We really encourage people to go visit. And we love to have visitors come into our home to spend time with their loved ones. But if it's a location that's an hour outside of town or even farther, or you have to go through traffic in order to get there, then it becomes difficult. And it's not going to encourage you to go want to visit. So I'm going to say as close to where you currently live or work, if that's the case, as possible is going to be one of the criteria. So cost aside, it is what it is. The location is critically important. But now let's talk about the home. This is not bricks and sticks, bedrooms and bathrooms. There are some elements of that. But let's go right through that to make sure we've got it. When you walk in, is it clean? Is it inviting? Is it conveniently located, but is it also convenient inside the home? You know as well as I, you walk into some homes and it's just kind of cut up and just doesn't feel right. Other homes you walk in and it feels home-like because it is a home. So the feel of the home. Then from there, the physical space, the private space and the public space. So private, the bedroom. Is it a private room or is it a shared or semi-private room? Now, it's very common to have two people in a room in assisted living. If you pay a little bit more, you can have a private room. So how big is that room? Is it 10 by 10, which is kind of the least that you could have? That's the minimum requirement in most states throughout the country. Or is it bigger than that, 12 by 14 or 15 by 20? So the space itself, the private space, that bedroom is one piece, closet space. And I'll be frank, mom and dad, they're not going to bring a lot of clothing or belongings to this care home. They're going to bring a little bit, but you need to have closet space, whether it's six feet wide or a walk-in closet. So how much closet space is there? Then from there, is there a bathroom, a private bathroom, or is it a shared bathroom? And if it's a private bathroom, is it a half bath? Is it three quarters with a shower? Or is it got a bathtub? I'm going to suggest to you that most seniors these days don't use bathtubs. They use showers for their bathing. So if it's a bathtub, that's not a plus in a lot of cases. A shower, a walk-in or roll-in shower is very good. But even just the privacy of having a half bath is a big plus. That may cost an extra $500 a month to have a room with a private half bath, but could be well worth it for that person's sense of individuality, privacy, and so on. If it's a shared bath, is it one bath for 10 people or is it one bath for two people? So you just need to look at all of those things. The private space is one, then the common space. Certainly there's a kitchen and there's dining space. Is that comfortable? Is it clean? I'll go right back to that one. Does it smell good? When you walk into the home, I always give it the smell test. 
take a deep breath. Does it smell like a home or does it smell like something else? And you know what I mean. When you walk in, is it comfortable? Is it convenient? Is it easy to get around? Does it smell right? Is it clean? All those things are important. And the common space, is it just the kitchen and dining room or is there a front room more formal, more sit and quiet, read the newspaper or magazine and a family room, TV, couches, more comfortable that way? Is there outdoor space to enjoy? So all of those things are important, but now I'm going to get to the things that are truly, truly important. When we talk about what you should be looking for in assisted living in this home, I want to go to what I think is the most important. That's the caregivers and the manager. Now, the manager is the one that more than likely you're going to meet on day one. They're going to give you a tour and walk you through. A couple of hints and tips for you. Number one, go visit more than once. Because if you go there when they're there set up to give you the tour, they're expecting you. They know you're coming. They got their best game face on. Everything is clean, perfectly fine. But if you go there and you like it, go there again and go unannounced. Just go knock on the door. Maybe it's later that day. Maybe you came at a 10 a.m. appointed meeting, and now you're going to come at 6 o'clock, unappointed, knock on the door, say, may I come in and take another look? So they're not expecting you. And see if there's a difference, a change in the way the residents are being cared for, handled. Now you can see the food that they're serving them that night, if it's mealtime and so on. So don't just stop by once and assume it's always the same. Go in and go in unexpected. Now, some homes won't even let you do that. They won't allow you to take any kind of a tour unless they are there to give you the tour. Some homes won't even let a resident's family come visit without an appointment. And as far as I'm concerned, that's something you should be concerned with. If they're not comfortable with just you showing up, knocking on the door, and coming on in at any time, now, when I say any time, be within reason, maybe 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. because people do go to sleep and people are asleep. But 7 to 7, let's just call that the any time. If you can't just show up at any time without an appointment and take a walk through, then there may be an issue, something that maybe they're trying to hide. I'm not going to go there, but maybe it's just something that they're otherwise prepared for and now they're not. So go visit more than once. But the manager is not the person who's going to be day to day, hour after hour with your family member, with your loved one. It's going to be the caregivers. So meet them, get to know them. Do you like them? Uh, they're going to be taking care of your most important individual in your life in this case. It, not, money aside, and, and please don't go there, the idea of, well, I'm paying you so much money. No, either somebody is good or they're not. Either they're a nice person or they're not. Either they care or they don't. It doesn't matter how much they're getting paid or how much you pay the home itself to provide this care. Are the caregivers good? Do you feel comfortable bringing mom or dad there knowing they'll be safe, loved, and well cared for? And meet them. And I want you to be careful, though, because you really should not have that individual relationship with the caregiver where you have, here's my cell phone number, give me yours, calling them after hours and so on, because that is actually stepping over the line from the business to this personal relationship. We've actually had that in our homes where the family goes to the caregiver and says, here's an extra $20 to give extra good care to my dad. Now that seems innocent, but what they're actually doing is taking that caregiver, stealing their time from the home and the other nine residents who are there. And that caregiver feels obligated, whether it's consciously or not, not just to take the money and say, okay, but they're gonna take it and they're gonna do that, which means they're diverting their attention from the nine to help the one. So that's not a good thing. I want to highly encourage you not to step over that line. But we are looking for good caregivers who love what they do. It doesn't mean you can't reward them with a holiday gift or a birthday gift, but you get my point. The next thing is those caregivers, are they awake at night? 
If you're in a home where everybody is asleep, including the caregivers, well, what if somebody needs emergency help? A home that has awake staff, or wake staff as they call it in some places, the ability to get up, they're already up. So if somebody needs help, they've got help immediately. It's very, very important. So awake staff is important. How many caregivers are there? The ratio of caregivers to residents, five to one, six to one residents per caregiver is a very reasonable number. If it's 10 to one, now I'm more concerned. And then from there, the level of training or experience of the manager and the caregivers. If these are brand new caregivers with no experience, that's not as good as somebody who's got 5, 10, 15, or 20 years worth of experience. Now, if they've got 20 years of experience, they also might be older, which is more mature, but they're more set in their way. So there's pluses and minuses. That's why it's a very specific, localized individual piece. But now we've gotten into a lot of detail about the caregivers in the home, but I want to make this point really clear. This is a team sport. It's not you against them. It's not you demanding from them. It's you working with the manager, working with the caregivers to help care for mom and dad. You know, there's a saying that honey attracts a lot more than vinegar. We get that. But in this case, I want you to make sure you understand that the caregivers, if they're loving and caring, well-trained and in a proper home, they want to take care of your mom, your dad, your loved one. And the manager wants to make sure that they're being taken care of well. You're on the same team. So don't go in adversarially. Go in with a mutual respect. Go in with a let's work on this together. It's a team sport, team endeavor. Don't second guess them. There's a reason why they do what they do in the way that they do it. You can ask them aside, not in front of mom and dad, not in front of other residents or other family members, but ask the manager, this happened and can you explain to me why? Not in a demanding way. There's probably a reason for it. I, you know, I just had this conversation with a family member where they were, it's the wife of the resident who's there in the home. And he said, my husband is the last one to get up every day and come to the breakfast table. Why is that? And she was kind of demanding about it. And I asked the manager, because I'm not there every day. I stop in once a month. So I asked the manager, I said, can you explain this? And she said, well, yes, he likes to sleep in. And instead of having him be first or second at the table, sitting there for 20, 30 minutes while everybody else is getting there, what we do is we allow him to sleep in, we get him up last, and then we bring him to the breakfast table at that time. Now, see, that's a lot different. Instead of demanding how come and assuming that, it's now working as a team. So as you're looking for the home, go visit more than once. Check it out in the evening, on a weekend, unannounced. Make sure you meet the managers and the caregivers. Taste the food, literally. See what it's like. Enjoy that process as you go through it and know that it's a team sport. Everybody's working on the same team together. I'm looking forward to seeing you on our next segment. This is Gene, and I want to always encourage you to do good and do well. I encourage you to follow us on Facebook. Join our hundreds of successful owners so that you too can do well by doing good. If you like what you've seen and heard, please subscribe.